I, uh, I want to share a disclaimer with you. I have come to provoke you. Not your, your carnal man, which some of us might still get a little ripped. Uh, but I come to provoke your spirit man. To help all of us including myself to reach a, another plateau. You can't stay where you're at today. Look, some of you have been at the same spot you were last year. And, and I want to provoke your spirit to move on up higher. Because God has wonderful things for His children. I love being a grandpa. My uh, Mia is two years old, will be three in August, and that girl can do no wrong. She's the apple of my eye. And, you know, I heard people say that, that and every time I heard them say this, I thought, well, that's kind of rude to say in front of your kids. But it's true. It's funner having the grandkids first. I don't know how we could work that out, but have the grandkids first and the kids second. Because it's so much funner. Mia comes out to the house. She can do whatever she wants. She, we call her Hurricane Mia because she can be there about two minutes and the place is turned upside down. We don't worry about it too much because she'll go home and we'll pick up and just have a great time. But I say that to say, if it was good for Mia, I would give her anything, especially when she has obeyed me. Our God loves to take us to the five and dime when we obey Him. You say, well, I don't have a whole lot to be thankful for. Trust me, you've got a lot. Do you realize if God took his hand off of you in one millisecond, it would be over? I don't want to try without him. I want him in my everyday life. I want him to walk with me. I want him to talk with me. And I want to hear him say that I am his own. I want to do what he's told me to do. And when I tell him that I've done what he told me to do, he rewards me because I've obeyed him. Preacher, do you not have any notes? Oh, I'm loaded. But I just want to be still just a moment. Sister, you in the black shirt and the flowers, very beautiful top. I, I'm going to be laying hands on everybody here tonight that is sick in body or needs prayer. Especially you. Okay? Don't run out. 
okay? I, I will try real, real hard not to be long-winded, but it is what it is, and I, I will finish when God says I'm finished. And <laughs> let, me, let me just share something with you. On January 27th of this year, I paid a man to break my left foot. I did. Not very smart, is it? I mean, that sounds like kind of mafia stuff. I knew it was going to be a long journey to healing. I spent, um, is that four, four months in bed? Boring. Four months in bed. And when, when the uh, doctor cut the thing off of me, he had, I had nine wires run through my leg bones and my feet. And uh, it was quite painful. When he took that off, I thought, this is going to be a snap. I start walking on it. Pastor, it's taking a little time. During the day, I'm wearing a boot. And uh, I'm not doing too bad here tonight. I feel kind of comfortable and got my balance. So, but did you know? We have become a society that we want McFlurry everything. We want a Happy Meal quick. And, and we want to get our food quick. But we only want to give the pastor 30 minutes. Now, you just missed a good chance to shout a big amen. By the way, this one. You're getting it. Some of us have been messed up for a really long time. We can't be fixed on just one Sunday morning. Amen. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you what the Lord has laid on my heart. And I just want His will to be done tonight, not mine. I didn't come. I, I didn't bring any magical uh, potion uh, in the bus. I don't have anything that's going to fix all your problems. But I am going to share some words with you that can help you. And then we're going to pray after a while. And we're going to believe God to do the work. I, I posted today on Facebook, expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. And I could tell a story about that, but I'm not going to. Um, when you expect, how many works a nine to five job or a 12 to six or whatever? What do you guys do when Friday rolls around? You're looking for that paycheck. You're expecting it. You've worked hard all week, or hopefully you have worked hard all week for your employer. And when Friday rolls around, you don't have to bow your head waiting for your check because it's due you. Amen? That's called expectancy. Um, I want you to turn your Bibles with me to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I want to read verses 2 through 8. When you're there, say, I'm there. 
you're not, say, wait a minute. James chapter 1, reading verses 2, 3. My brethren, count it all a joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, or that word there meaning mature. Be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith with no doubt. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the winds. For, for uh, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Aren't you thankful for the word? You can be seated. I wonder this evening if there's anyone who in the midst of the struggles have gotten tired of the fight. Have you begun to lose faith or give up on your dreams? Anybody ever had a dream that you haven't seen come to pass yet? Keep dreaming. Have you lost your hope of a better life? It seems as though we fall into despair, and when the enemy can get us to despair, he then pounces on us to destroy our faith, the faith that we do have, and he begins to destroy what God has placed inside. And when our faith is gone, we are left without hope, and where there is no hope, there is despair. Say amen. amen. David was a man who struggled just as some of us struggle today. Listen to what he said in Psalms chapter 73 verse 1. He said, truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Anybody ever felt like Brother David? Psalm 73, 16 and 17 says, When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I therein. Like many of us, David got sidetracked by looking at the prosperity of other people. He, he kind of, and I get a little messed up from time to time, wondering how. People that don't love God, people that don't acknowledge God, are so prosperous. I don't understand how that works. You see, because there's play all through the Bible. The Bible says that we will be blessed. He, he said that we would be the head and not the tail. That we should be first and not last. But we look around us sometimes and we see heathens, hellions, seem to be blessed more than God's people. This is where David was at. Trying to figure, he was, this was a scratch your head moment. He, he began to look at how the ungodly 
were being prospered and he felt like he was losing his part. It's, it's been a, a, a thing through all of my life, wondered how people who hated God or who have no desire to live for him are so blessed. Understand money is not the answer to all things. Well, you know, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, I would like to have a little more. Uh, those of you that don't think money can bring happiness, it might not to you, but money can buy ice cream. And ice cream makes me happy. I told Cameron coming down the road last week, I said, son, do you realize what God has given us? I said, we're driving in a $300,000 rig pulling a $50,000 car. Pastor, I never dreamed in my life that I, that would be me. But God blessed me with it. And guess what? The biggest one is paid for. Hey. See? And, and God dropped that into my lap. Um, I think that was one of those times he was happy that I obeyed him. I understand that money is not the answer to all things. And having a huge home on the lake does not mean that one has a satisfied soul. And just because they're driving the nicest car, the Bentleys and uh, Miatas and uh, uh, Mi what's that? That real fancy sports Maserati. It, it doesn't mean that you've got it all together. Just uh, look at David. It, it took David a moment. But after he found himself in the house of God, can I, can I just park it and put it in park? I know that everybody here is faithful to the house of God. I mean, I just believe that you, I mean, look at you. You're here on a Friday night. You could have been square dancing somewhere. Anywhere. But did you see what David said after I went to the sanctuary? When, uh, when Don and I was pastoring, we pastored a church for 10 years. And blood, sweat, and tears, there was just something about going. And you know what? It was in a strip mall. Beautiful sanctuary. It was just so nice to walk into the sanctuary. You could feel the presence of God. I had people say, yeah, but that's not the church. We're the church. That's true. But the place that we designate to worship God, huh? that is a holy place. And we should treat it as a holy place. Ah. I was going to try to be hip tonight like your pastor, and wear blue jeans. And uh, luckily they weren't dry. I'm old school. When I get behind the pulpit, I want to look my best because God gave me his best, and he didn't hold anything back. So don't, don't look for me to come wearing a pair of old holy blue jeans. Ain't going to happen. Sorry, Pastor. It just, I, there's just something about. I, let me move on. The Bible says that we're to be set apart. Is that true? 
He's, the word says that we're to be a peculiar people. I didn't say psycho weird. A peculiar people. A different nut in the same bag. I've been in churches, Brother Foster, that I didn't know who the pastor was because they all looked alike. Wear ball caps to the pulpit and who's this? Oh, that's the pastor. And I'm not preaching clothesline stuff. I don't like to preach clothesline stuff. But I just like to be set apart just a little bit. Amen? Let's go back to David. Perhaps he looked around and saw his children worshiping the Lord. Maybe he saw his wife praying. And if we ever need our wife's praying, is the day that we're living in today. Maybe David... Uh, maybe his body was healed by the power of God. How many's been healed in your body before? You're looking at a walking, talking dead man right here. 14 years ago, they advertised me to the pulpit as a walking, talking dead man. I have proof that he healed my body. And 14 years ago, when I went home, the doctor shook my hand and said, Good luck. Take it easy because you're only leaving functioning 10%. You know how I felt? I thought, well, good Lord, just go and take me now. And I didn't feel like I had strength to walk another step in front of me. I went home and I prayed a lot because I wasn't ready to, to leave. I was ready, but I wasn't ready to leave. Maybe David's body had been healed by the power of God. Maybe God touched his tormented mind. Maybe he, he came under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as David began to worship a king of kings. You know, you know, David loved to worship. He didn't care where he was. David would worship God in the middle of the, uh, of, the Mo of the Walmart. It didn't matter to him. He would worship God any place. In any case, he stopped envying the prosperity of the wicked when he realized just how blessed he really was. So, so what I tell you tonight is just keep believing when your eyes tell you that your problem is too big. Let your spirit man tell your eyes about the God that he sees. Get your eyes on what God is doing in your life and understand that you are a blessed individual and God loves you because you're carrying on. Ha. I feel the preacher coming. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11 through 13 says, Let him eschew evil and do good. Let, let him seek peace and ensure it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Hear this. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? My God is a good God. I said my God is a good God. They nobody do me better than Jesus can do me. No one. When God heals, when God does surgery, He don't leave a scar. <laughs> Shelly, I had 30, in 30 days, I had six surgeries on my left foot. This is before this year. This was a couple years ago, two, three years ago. 
I was, I was facing infections. You guys were praying for me, and I felt it. And uh, left many scars. We live in a lifetime, sometime mentally, things happen and leave scars. I was looking the other day. The scar is almost gone right here on my hand, but it's still visible. You know what that scar came from? My brother burned me with a soldering iron. Now, I don't think he meant to, but Douglas, you know, he's Doug, and he might have, but I re even today, this was, I was 11, 12 years old, I can still smell what that burning flesh smelled like. We live with scars. I've heard people say, I just can't go in any farther. I've, I've been too traumatized. Listen, we serve a God that is his specialty is, is in trauma. His specialty is in trauma. It doesn't matter what happened to you when you was a child. It doesn't matter what happened to you. Maybe that uh, failed marriage that you went through. It doesn't matter that job that you lost, that you feel like you've got such a great scar. God is the great mender. Yeah. I, let me, can I just say, if we could ever, ever take our eyes off the focus on us and keep it on focus on the Lord, He will take care of everything we need. Let, can I share? After 14 years ago, I had a, I had a widow maker. And Donna had to carry um, the finances. She had to, she worked hard. She was a daycare director. And anybody knows day, daycare directors don't get paid enough. She was making pretty decent money. I would be at home trying to take it easy in my easy chair, watching Perry Mason. He always gets his man. I wish he was around. Always said, if I get into trouble, I want Perry Mason. Donna would come home. I mean, she would leave the house like it. 4.30 in the morning. And how many know God's just not happy about that? 4.30 should only come once a day. And that's in the evening. She would come home for those weeks. And she would say, babe, I don't know where it's going to come from. But we need $1,000 to pay our bills. I'd say, all right. She'd go back to school the next day to, to work, and while she was gone, in my easy chair rocking, I'd be calling out to God because I didn't have a backup plan. I'd say, God, I don't know where but I know you love me. I know you love my wife and my family. I would pray and then I would leave it be and go right back to watching Perry Mason. Donna would come home and before she'd come in, she would check the mailbox. And did you know 
every time there was a check in the mailbox for the right amount of money that we needed. Babe, we need 900 and something dollars. Well, let's just round that up to 1,000. You can take me for Dairy Queen. She'd come in and say, I don't even know who this is, but here's the money, $1,000. You see, when we obey God, if you're thinking that, man, everybody's around you, the dirty dogs, they're, they're making it, they're paying their bills, and it looks like they're, they're driving a new car. The Bible says that God has his eyes turned against them. That we're his children and that he loves to do good things for us. Look, I, I'm just one of those guys that I have to say I'm not serving a mad God. He ain't mad. I think he's probably really concerned right now about the, what's going on. But he's not mad. He knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to take place. He knows who our next president's going to be, whether it's Donald Trump or whoever. God knows all about that. Although I get a little wrapped up in some of that with anxiety, I get aggravated and mad. I know that God's got all of that under control. He wrote the back of the book. Have you ever read it? I know who wins. We win. Do you realize that this generation is going to see the second coming of Jesus? He's saving the best for last. All of the heroes are dying and going. They're, they're making a quick trip out. And uh, Pat Robertson has been in ministry, I guess, about all of his life. 97 years old, I think. Passed away yesterday morning. He's the president of CBN, telev uh, Christian Television. And uh, he's done so much good. But I believe that we're the generation that's going to see Jesus come back. And we need to understand how blessed we really are. You know what? If we could just take our eyes off of us. I, uh, I understand um, that I have problems. I have problems probably on a daily basis. I have trials that come my way on a daily basis. Um, I want to tell you. From, from the moment that Donna and I got married, and I don't think it was because of Donna, I really feel like I married the, the gal that I was supposed to marry. But for 34 years, Donna and I have fought many, many hellish battles. I mean, one after another, one after another. And one time Donna said, I don't think I can take anymore. I said, babe, please don't say that. <laughs> when we face trials, that means we're growing. That means we're stepping up a little higher. It means that God is trying to maybe get something out of us that shouldn't be in there. But we have to just keep believing when your eyes tell you your problem is too big, remember that we serve a great big God. There's not a situation, there's not a problem that God cannot handle. He is well able, well able, from the smallest thing to the largest thing that, that is coming against you in your life. 1 Peter 3, 11 and 13, 11, 12, 13 says, Let him eschew evil. I read that already. Malachi 1, 5. And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, The Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. Some of us here today are allowing our circumstance 
to define our God instead of letting God define our circumstances. I was with Pastor Dan uh, over the weekend, last weekend, and he was telling me of a situation that's pretty serious for him. And he said, I was getting so aggravated that somebody wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing to get him prepared to do what he needed to do. And his blood pressure uh, shot sky high. And uh, I, I think he said it was 170 over 130 or something like that. And I just sat there, let him talk. And he said, what do you think? I said, well, just like I try to teach my kids, you got to roll with the punch. Whatever comes your way, you can't let it upset you. Because that's just the devil's good pleasure. To get our blood pressure out of whack. Anybody's blood pressure ever been out of whack? Whether it's too high or too low, it's you don't feel good. And when you don't feel good, of course, us men, when we don't feel good, we don't let the ladies around us feel good because I'm a big crybaby. I mean, he said, how do you do it? I said, Dan, honestly, I really had to learn to let it go in one ear and out the other and not let it stop in between here and there. Oh, not to say that I don't get upset from time to time, but I used to have a meltdown when things didn't go my way or things weren't going the way they were supposed to be going. I'd have a meltdown and let everybody around me know it, and my blood pressure would shoot sky high. I had, I had a meltdown one time so bad at home by myself that I had to drive myself to the hospital because I gave myself a heart attack. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? I mean, I should have just hung the phone up. I mean, I was talking to somebody that was not quite so nice, and, and so I just should have hung the phone up. Instead... I let her get my goat, and that just made me mad. <laughs> okay, there, I just told on myself. I don't think my family knew that. <laughs> Some folks spend more time talking about their problems than they do about the God that, who can change their situation. We need to stop bragging about our problems and start bragging on our God. Our God, not me, not the doctors, though they do what they do and thankful for them. But God is our healer. No one else. He's the one that you don't have to pay a doctor bill to. He's the one that won't leave a scar. He's the one that does it right the first time. Amen. He is a miracle-working God. He is a, a God that can recreate someone's vision. He's a God that can take care of somebody's kidney failures. Come on, do you hear what I'm saying tonight? Although all these years we've been eating ho-hos and, and ding-dongs and a, a, a gallon of milk every night is not real good for you, even though God is still able to clean all that mess out and keep us alive. Drew knows what I'm talking about. My God is a way maker. Way maker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Come on. He's a good God. When he does it, he does it right. He's a way changer. When, when things are going the wrong way, he knows exactly how to change and put you back on the right direction. 
He can raise the dead things in our lives to live again. He can raise the dead from graves if he wanted to. And he could still open blind eyes and, and make uh, uh, people hear. I, I got a, a guy that I'm following on Facebook. I listen to him all the time. He just really builds my faith. He, he's a, an evangelist younger than me. And he prays for the deaf people all the time. And uh, this little girl in one of his meetings came up. And she tried to talk. And, and the mother said, she's deaf. She's never heard a day in her life. She was born that way. He, he put his fingers in his ears and prayed a simple prayer. And when he removed his fingers, the little girl's uh, facial expression changed. And she, and she screamed out because she'd never spoken a word. She'd never, so what I'm saying is, even when they're born deaf from birth, God still knows how to heal the deaf. Today, I'm not talking about 30 years ago. I'm talking about 2023. I serve a great big God. My God is so big that his, the Bible says that the earth is his footstool. Great big wonderful God. Just because you're down and out doesn't mean that our God is depressed. <laughs> I've I seen somebody, my friends, uh, I really don't know that she's my friend, but I, I liked her or uh, what do you do? I clicked the button and said she's my friend. Yeah, follow. The other day, a couple days ago, she posted, now this girl's in Africa. She's a Church of God girl going through college and uh, no money. And she put on there, I am so depressed, I can't even make another step in my life. And I thought, thanks for sharing that with the devil. He'll just work on you that much harder. We don't need to say, you know there's power and life in a tongue? You are what you speak. You are what you speak. Your circumstances will almost always be more than you can handle, though you think. The Bible says that he would never put more on us than we couldn't handle. Even though we go from day to day, we feel like, God, I can't make another mile. I need you to help me. I, I just can't do it on my own. God is there. If God can create a universe, a world, all that is in the world, humanity, take a barren woman of 90 years old and open her womb to bear an Isaac, and if he can take a harlot and save a nation and take a little shepherd boy and kill a giant, take a virgin and open her womb to conceive our master, open the blinded eyes and unstop deaf ears and heal leprosy, cause the lame to walk and, re and resurrect his own dead body, then we are serving somebody that is remarkable. I, I just come by to tell you tonight, you just keep believing. If, you're, if your prayer is not being answered like you think, just keep believing. Don't doubt. When your ears hear the lies of the enemy and says you're not going to make it through the night, you need to tell the devil, get out of here. I'm going to punch you right in the throat. Don't you just love punching somebody in the throat? Man. He's alive. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to you right now. 
well, I can't tell if that was God saying that to me or if it was the devil. Let me help you, all right? The devil wants you to do dumb, stupid, deathly things, all right? He wants you to kill yourself or commit murder or God wants you to be free. God wants you to live free. God, he's going to speak good things to you. Oh, he may speak to you about a warning to somebody, but normally God's speaking good things to you. That's how you can know. Stop listening to the devil. I, I want you to understand something. The devil only has power over you is when you allow him to deceive you into thinking that God doesn't care about you. He's a liar. Don't you ever just like to confront somebody and say, you're a liar. You're a dirty, filthy, stinking liar. I love to. If I know somebody's lied to me and it's for truth, I will do it. I just go right up to them and I'll just confront them and say, you're a dirty, stinking liar. And what do you got to say about that? <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it that way. Liar. Out of the abundance, the heart. Let me just give you just a few little tips here. If you need faith today, you need to get into the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Come on, somebody say the word. Come on, say the word. Say, I need the word. You consume the word. We're weak sometimes because we haven't spent any time in the Word. How do we hear? By the... Preacher, you going to give me a word this weekend? I might. But pick up the Bible and get your own. Come on, smile. I told you I'm going to provoke your spirit. We get lazy. And we have so many distractions in this wonderful 2023. I'm distracted with Facebook. I just... I don't like always commenting. I like to creep a lot. You know... How many other creepers are in the house? Liars. You're a stalker. <laughs> Get your nose in the book. Stop missing so much church. If you believe that, I want you to stand to your feet and shout a great big amen. You can be seated. You know, the Bible declares that as the, as the day gets closer to his return, that we should have more coming together at TFT. As the day of his return gets closer, we should be in the house of God every night. Now that's just, that's my opinion. Come on, say this with me. Opinions are like noses. We all have one. That's my opinion. And if you agree, shout amen. 
Well, what about the air conditioning bill, Pastor? We, gonna, we ain't going to be able to pay it. God will pay it. You don't worry about it. P position yourself to hear the word of God. The past six months, I've been going to bed with uh, earbuds in my ear, listening to preaching. I, I love to hear it because they say that we pick up our memory part of our brain picks up some of that and contains it. So I do it. Hear the word of God. If you miss church, buy the CD. Or now you can just go back and watch it on Facebook. Now, church, I just got to say this. I, I only missed a couple services or maybe three in the past six months. I was in so much pain. But I, I wanted to go to church because Facebook Live just don't get it for me. There I said it. You miss the fellowship. You miss the spirit. When you walk into this place, you feel God's spirit. You need that. You need that wrapping around you. Listen, we're fighting the devil every day. You need to take advantage of going to the house of God. Listen, pastor has not told me one thing. I... I Matter of fact, when some pastors say, hey, now, I've got a lady in my church that she's trying to run. I don't, I don't need to hear that. God tells me what I need to hear. So I, I'm just saying, it's not the same. Okay. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's not the same. You know what I do? Our, we, do we do two services on Sunday mornings. And uh, the first one's recorded. The second one's shot live. Um, and then if, I, if my pastor has preached something that I, that I caught a nugget with, I, wanna, I go back to the live service and rewind it and watch it, and then I get it again. You'd be amazed at how many things you can pick up that pastor said when you go home and watch it a second time. Okay. Don't let a week go by where you're not hiding the word in your heart. Open your ears. Let God begin to speak faith into your heart. Find a place to pray and a place to listen for the voice of God. My little granddaughter, when she comes to my house, it's this, this, from there till by. And when she leaves, I'll look at Donna and say, listen. Quiet. You remember when God speaks to you in that still, small voice? You know, sometimes we just need to shut our trap. And just listen. Oh, I know it's hard. They say that if you want to be a good communicator, you have to be a good listener, not a good talker. A good listener. Just keep believing. When your feet tell you to run, then run. Let your spirit man tell your feet about the giant slayer who lives inside you. When the devil reminds you of the aches and pains in your bodies, and if you're like me, I got plenty of them, and I'm sure everyone here may experience some kind of aches and pains. You just need to tell the, the Holy Ghost to help me. You know what? I'm in no pain in my left foot right now. I'm in no pain in my left foot right now.
I didn't want to, I didn't want, I didn't want to preach in a boot. I, I wanna, I wanted to be able to give my best and to do my best and to look my best. And I want you to know I am in no pain right now. It's because of the way maker. Mm. You get to doing that and I'll preach for an hour. Won't you stand with me tonight? Just keep believing. Could you get your air conditioning fixed? So you didn't. So just keep believing. I told Pastor, I don't know, a few weeks ago, we got off on the subjects of air conditioning. And, and I said, he said, yeah, we've got to replace ours in our church, and I need $30,000. I said, that ain't no big deal. God will pay the bill. Pastor, he called somebody to come in here on Monday morning, and, and a business said, I don't know why, but something told me to give you this. And it be for what you need. Keep believing. I still believe. Did you know many years ago I felt God speak to me and say he was going to give me $20,000 at one whack? I didn't see it for years. Last year. I had $20,000 at one whack deposited into my bank account that's the kind of God I serve you just I never gave up I never quit believing I know that was probably 30 years ago but I kept believing it God I know you spoke that to me I think he was just testing me to see if he could trust me you just keep believing when your wayward child is away from God and you raised them in the house of God, just keep believing because there is a great return coming to the church. Oh, but pastor, what about the great falling away? It ain't going to be nothing like the great return to the church. Listen. God's not going to come back until the church is without spot nor blemish because that's what he said he's coming for. Look, what, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, I think. If my people, whose people? Come on, help me out. If his people who are called by his name would turn from their wickedness. And listen, I know some wicked folk in church. And there was a time they wouldn't be wicked. But he said if they would turn from their wickedness, then will he hear from heaven. And then heal the land. He ain't talking about the sinners on the street. He's not, he's not talking about the crackhead that's got to have another hit. He's talking about the church of God. Come on, church. We got, we got to get it right. We got to get it straight. I've had heard people say, 
I, I am just so trapped by this addiction. I don't know what to do. And I try to give them 17 prayers and three handshakes and send them on their way. But the, really, you just need to look at them and square in the eye and say, just quit. Quit it. Quit it. I know that's not real spiritual. But everything that causes us to fall, you're getting it right here. Come on, somebody. We're trying to filter it from here to here, but most of the time it gets stuck here. All right. I'm done. I want to pray for everybody that wants prayer tonight. If you don't want prayer, that's okay. But if you would like prayer for your body, maybe you have a financial situation that you need God to intervene in. Maybe you got a job situation that's going to hurt. My God is well able. And I encourage you to just keep believing. Amen? Come quickly.